All right, thank you very much, Mino. We got E News coming up here with Davey in just a second. It is Thursday. That means it's the rant revival. And the man who invented the rant, not the revival, he discovered it. It's here. I discovered it, yes. He's actually here in person at the Omni Las Colinas Hotel. And uh, we invite everybody to come out and check out the Omni and uh, maybe get yourself a little uh, date for the igloo. What do you? What are they calling it? The um, igloo of Los Colinas. The igloo social. Where, if you want a romantic evening for two or a holiday igloo family outing, you have the choice of uh, multiple different options. Okay. Can you still get more beans? explanation? So you're overlooking Lake Carolyn right here, Corey. Okay. I don't know if you realize yeah. that. Beautiful Where's the lake. igloo? Uh, they're, they haven't made them yet. They're putting them up, but you want to book the igloo now. Actual made of ice igloos. I can't confirm that, okay. but I think so. What other type of igloos are there? I don't know. Coolers? Yeah, you just sit in a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> we had igloos. Are those still big? Uh, I think the Yeti. Uh, probably it's kind of it. it. squeezed them. We also had a little Oscar. Do you remember little Oscar? No, coolers? I don't I think they made their way Oscar. down here. That might have been generic. What is the red-bottomed one with the white top that swings over the top of it? You know, you press the buttons on the side and that oh, yeah. red, oh, the, that that's, white that's handled the playmate. Playmate, yeah, yeah. That's yeah Everybody answer. had one that's of those. That's a classic. Hey, are we getting Jake to ground? You can fit like six sodas in there, and I that's it. it. I know. We need to talk to baseball Corby real fast. Yeah, so the rumor is that uh, the Rangers are interested in... I guess it's not even a rumor. It's a factoid. They're going after Jacob DeGrom. Let's get him. It's a fact and a factoid. He says. I, I, vote, I vote yes. He says. It's him that, dressing it up. Yeah, it is. That he, too, is interested he in coming here. He thinks fancier. Yeah. Well, I've been doing this a long time. Oh, I know God. what sticks. Why do I even show up for this <laughs> to tolerate your ego? <laughs> I know how to hit it out of the park. So, so he's hashtag he, too, about he's, the Rangers? Yeah. Like. He is hashtag he too. So it's nobody's hashtag he too. As they are now, as Bob said, you get Clayton Kershaw in here, get him on a one-year deal for about twenty. Yeah, Verlander, he just opted out. Get Verlander up in here. Yeah, Aaron Judge, these. and Aaron Judge. The, the Rangers <laughs> are going to spend like eight billion dollars in the offseason to get everybody on their team. It is interesting though. It's interesting that the best pitcher in baseball over almost the last decade is interested in you. Pretty mid, though, the last couple of years. Bro, he's not mid. He's God, had a few, so hip. I know. Had a few Listen issues. Listen to this. Mid, bro. Listen to this sports. Corby's out of pocket on. right now. He's elite. Uh, uh, he's a little old, too. I ship these two. A little that's, old? That's head cannon. He's 34. What does that make you? Older. I'm, for professional athletes? Yeah. Which I still got time. Bye. Bye. Hey, uh. Once again, why do I show up here for this? What is that necklace you're wearing? Yeah, is that a roach clip? No, I got it. uh, Yeah. Is that a snake? Yeah, it is. Shows I'm in the medical profession. It's the little snake and shield thing. Shows that you took the fake doctor It's my med alert. It's it's my do not revive. <laughs> you wear it on the outside. Yeah. Like, just please. I just don't. Want, just I walk just don't away. want any paramedic to bring me back into the world. <laughs> so at five ten, we're going to yes, talk to this that guy. Is, at five ten, about they would tower over court. Your last trip to Wisconsin. Have you been back? Or, I have not. 
No. Do you still have warrants? Yeah. I was so scarred by that incident and traumatized by my experience up there. Bob's people did not treat me well. It's because you thought Lambo was a big joke. You seem to... Nobody else was doing anything with it. I. It's a sacred ground, was sir. using it as an entertainment venue. Yeah, the audio that we'll play kind of makes it seem like that you may have been grandstanding a bit. You think so? Just a bit. And you get to hear my voice is kind of talking up here like this? Yeah, right. Boy, and that was right, right in the middle of the Green Bay revival. Like, you you were pretty much there at the time where they were not interested in anything that would mess with... Their mojo? Yeah. You don't know. You don't know how fragile that place was at that time. Really? Were you aware of this at all? Like, did no. this make its way out to the? No, because I was in Virginia. Okay. So I, I you know, obviously, following you're sitting the... in a papa's on in the corner of the room watching something. I, going uh, no, on. I was not <laughs> in that specific part of Virginia. <laughs> you but didn't I was... pay for the full Falwell Junior experience. You know what? I th- I want to say in the '90s that clown was nowhere near the campus. I don't think. His daddy was still alive, right? His dad lived Yes. Too. Yes, and for all his dad's flaws, his dad... Like racism. Like racism, segregation, homophobia, segregation You got him on, on, on the homophobia, for sure. We've got him on everything except wife-swapping. I believe... I believe he had seen that. the hair error in his ways by the 90s on the, the racism pr- problem, but I don't know. I don't know. All I know is... Uh, Junior wasn't loitering around campus? No, no, I think he was off doing law stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. It, it definitely... Yeah. Stay tuned did for Grape Fest. It definitely changed. <laughs> by yeah. Did you see him around campus that time, I guess? Jerry he, Jr.? Yeah, did he ever make appearances with his dad during no. convocation or something No, like not really, and convocation was not a political rally back then every couple days. It mm-hmm. was... Was actually, he... Was he teaching a cut class? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what? what Snake. That? Your consonants were difficult to fully a what class? define. Was there an N in there somewhere? In that word? Cuck. Oh, a cuck. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cuck theory. <laughs> cuck theory yeah. 101. <laughs> I don't believe that was. I didn't see. I looked through the syllabus and I didn't. I think that see. would have made it was it an eight a.m. class. You didn't want to get up early for Halloween. I went as a pool boy. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We're going to review. Uh, God forbid in Grape Fest. We need oh, to do good. a Halloween segment. Stick around tomorrow. if you'd like. Yes, I, I will stick around for that because I'm doing a, a podcast with our friends the Brunigs about this. Oh, the Brunigs. Yeah, we're recording tomorrow. And Wonderful. I'm, I'm set to review this. This will be a good primer for you. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, okay. I watched it yesterday. Thought you were going to review it while watching it tomorrow. Yeah. No, we're just going to talk about it, and that'll be his information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know guys who saw it. All right, let's do a little entertainment news, Dave. Indeed. Yeah, uh, Giselle is uh, creeping on Tom Space. Ooh. Uh, we're away, eating it. Giving away $50 certificates for food uh, during the show, so come on out for your chance to win that. Gordon just chance. had some LHO tacos. That's right. I don't know if it's LHO. I think it's LRH. LH, yeah. LRH, sorry. But regardless, Uh-oh. Gordon is here. Mm-hmm. And he is fed. Mm. 
Yeah, Jack Ruby Pizza is great. <laughs> There's no doubt. All right, so let's get into let's get down to business with a little bit of this entertainment news for you, which is brought to you by All Pro Foundation Repair. Thank you, Ham, and ladies and gentlemen, here he is in person. So we talked uh, maybe a month or so ago about the huge mansion that Tom Brady and Giselle had purchased together in a billionaire bunker on Indian Creek Island in Florida. That is, they were is that down there by Tiger's place? Do we did we make that determination? Um, well, it's, it's Florida. Right? It's, yeah, but it's I don't in know the what same. It's in the same uh, exclusive enclave of the neighborhood that Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner have houses. It's like the wealthiest of the wealthy yeah. people live there. And so they had Beautiful. bought this place and they had spent, I can't remember how many millions, like 11 million, and then they scraped it and they were building new. Baller. And so... That is always a power move, isn't it? Oh. Just uh, tear it down. Yeah, just tear it down, even though it's like 10 years old. This or is whatever. not to my liking. Yeah, so it has come out, <clears throat> pardon me, that Giselle secretly bought an $11.5 million Miami Beach mansion directly across Indian Creek. So basically, Caddy Corner, if you look at an aerial photo across the water, Caddy Corner from where Tom is still building the dream mansion that is now just going to be his house she bought a place right across the water and so her place is a five bedroom uh, 6600 square foot home and they will be able to basically see into each other's backyards oh like my if, god if he wanted to stand out on his uh his yoga terrace with a telescope and yeah. jerry falwell jr her new activity yeah exactly if you were her would you I don't know. I mean, the, the next time you have a boyfriend or whatever, would you be like, you want to come out here and maybe do you some mean flaunt it? Do it, yeah. do it in just, the pool? Just hope that Brady not didn't go OJ on Well, I mean, I don't know if that's the... Boy, what a story that would be. If that's the typical move from humans. If Al Callings is driving Tom Brady around <laughs> Look. here within a year. Yeah. Well, and, and they're both, uh, both uh, homes are going to have docks. And it's... Docking. It's yeah. swimming distance. Definitely boating distance, so maybe we'll have an Al Cowling's boat chase. He's got the knife in his teeth <laughs> as he's great. swimming across the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, one interesting note about this. So, on August 16th is when she first viewed this mansion that she bought, that she closed on October 6th. That was just a few days before Brady took his 11-day break from Buck's training camp. Man. So she was already shopping for property when he left camp to save his marriage, when he had a lot of S going on. Has he, I don't want to say has he gone on a date, because I don't think he has, but has he at least made overtures to anyone, like just a flirty something to someone that he may be interested no, in in any no way? way? There's no way, because, because he has always couched it as he's heartbroken, he didn't want this. He, wish, he he wishes that they could have resolved it. He's not necessarily blaming her, but he's definitely going all in on, I wanted to stay married. I wanted to save it. 
and she's the one that hired the lawyer first and pushed it through. Yeah, I think that's all public positioning, though. I think he wanted out, too. I think it would suck to be a guy like him, and like every potential date that you go on. It'd be horrible. It's, you know, how many people are dating you just for the story? Yeah. Just to splash your private life all over everywhere, share it with the girlfriends, and look what he texts me here, and oh, look at this picture, and look at... You would almost have to date someone who's used to that. Mm-hmm. Michael just, Because if you dated someone who's never been through anything like that before, it would be so overwhelming for that person, for a normal person to deal with something like you, You couldn't live. You need no. to date someone who's used to quarterbacks who have won seven Super Bowls. Aniston. Would that be the perfect union? A little old for Tom, but Pete about Davidson. the same age. Or Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, I don't... He should go for Pete Davidson. America would love... I don't get the deal with Pete Davidson. Pete no Namor! No he's got a do. hog. I think, I think Junior thinks he's really awesome. And he's fine. He just doesn't deserve all the accolades and praise that he gets. I'm fine with him. Yeah, he's evidently endowed. What about Pete DeBoer? Yeah, all in on Pete Pete Davidson funnier than, say, Will Ferrell? No. No. Or even Colin Jost? No, No. not even close. Well, then he has zero zero material. I think it's because he's dangerous. Yeah. And he's had this drug issue and... Be very open about it, and he's open about his dad dying in 9-11, and there's a lot there that makes him infamous, mm-hmm. you know? And then just a little bit of the comedy that he's done. Some of it's funny, some of it isn't, but it's an, and the girls that he's dated, it's enough to get him out there where people are like, ooh. Well, he did the Tommy Lee trick in a way, which is you get a couple of notable name brand women to date you. Yeah. And then all the other name brand women want to see what's up. Yeah. So. Speaking of infamous, have you been following, Gordon, the Paul Haggis trial? Is that the former Scientologist that yes. has been accused of rape? Yes, the crash director. So today in New York, he was found guilty of raping a publicist oh, wow. back in 2017. Uh, actually, so uh, she sued him in 2017, but uh, the incident occurred in 2013. Uh, Haley Breest, she has won a $7.5 million judgment against him. Good Rape for and, and they still have not gone into the punitive phase, so there could be even more damage. And she claims, or I guess her attorneys say, that uh, she was so traumatized that she has only had sex one time since then, has not had a boyfriend, and has been unable to marry and start a family. That's how much psychological damage was done. Yeah, I'm with Corby. Yeah. we. He and I have only had sex once since this happened, too. Since 2013? Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've docked. And that was with each other. Yeah, we've docked, uh-huh. and, then, and then... But that doesn't count. But We're yeah, docking. so... During the trial, Leah Remini... Yeah, she testified a, on his behalf. Yeah, she's another former Scientologist, and so she took the, the stand on his behalf saying that this is all cooked up by Scientology to get back at him right. for leaving the church. Oh, really? Right. I didn't yeah, know Yeah, his that... defense had been laying that brickwork for a while. Interesting. This, was, this is all false allegations. This is a Scientology Yeah, so he split, he split with Scientology in 2009 after 30 years being a member. So is and you don't and do Corby, that. you said what was it your quote? Scientologists can't, can't touch, touch you. you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You said that you dared Scientologists to come after you with their 
What a bitch. Or whatever they are. Do you think Squirrel Patrol? Squirrel Patrol? <laughs> Something like that. Do you think Ribby like, likes the name Leah Remini? Got the good Leah Remini. <laughs> okay, so. Does he have to go to jail? No, this is, just, money this is a civil trial. Yeah, okay. so $7.5 million in damages and then punitive damages will be announced. Is she year. a Scientologist? No. no, no. She's just a... But they're claiming she's a former, pawn in the she's game. She's a former publicist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're claiming that she is in the employ or under the influence of Scientology, but she claims she has nothing to do with it. Yeah, okay. Uh, and also, last week, I believe it was last week, we talked about... Uh, Nick Cannon having his 11th child, and this one was with uh, Alyssa Scott. Yes. Model Alyssa Scott, and that their their infant son, Zen, had died in 2021. There you go, Gordon. So he really only has 10 living children, 11 total if you count the dead ones. (laughs) Soften it a little bit. So this week... It has been confirmed that Abby De La Rosa is pregnant with Nick Cannon's 12th child. At what point was this a, just stop? a previous mommy or is this a new mommy? Um, she is a previous mommy. Okay, so she's they, had... they have uh, 16-month-old twins, Zillion and Zion. So they're doing all Z names. I guess so. Zen, yeah. Zildjian... Zen was with a different mommy. Zen was But it's still with, a Z name. Yeah. Are every one of his kids Z's? No. No. He has Zoinks. He has he has Moroccan and Monroe Monroe with Mariah Carey. Uh, legendary with Bree Tasai. Onyx with legendary. Lanisha Cole. These are all dumb names. And Golden hey. Rise and Powerful Queen with Brittany Bell. Um, Gosh, <laughs> dude, respect people's choices. Yeah. So, does uh, when they're dumb. Does Nick Cannon or Elon Musk have more seed out there in the world right now? Does Elon have? Yeah, Elon and Nick Cannon both have espoused the idea that they need to spread their their seed. Yeah, Gordo. To make the human race better? I don't know about to make it better. Well, I mean, that's their theorem, right? Well, yeah, yeah they just want to reproduce a lot and, and have they, their They want their more of their out genetics out there. Now, that's a weird way to look at procreation. What? Well, that's the original way to look at procreation. That's what procreation is, Corby. So when you procreated... You thought, man, I cannot wait to get my DNA out there. Yeah, that was the thing that got me over the top. <laughs> so to speak. That's the more me, man. more me, more me. Uh, yeah. I just thought you just have a kid. You're like, uh, let's, you want to have a kid? Yeah, it's not because, can you imagine the my blood coursing <laughs> through other humans for all time? Like, who cares? Was that the Genghis Khan theory, yeah, though? Yeah. It was? Yeah. It's not a or theory. Genghis, how do you pronounce it? Uh, Genghis, Genghis Khan. Some say Genghis Khan. Genghis, yeah. But, or Jenga Khan. But he did say that? Jenga Khan. The I, more... No, I don't think he said it. I think it's uh, no, he just, did it. He did it. I think it's What's been proven. What's the stat? It's like uh, 8% of the people in the world right now are related to Genghis Khan. I guarantee you, you are. What? Yeah. And it's we'll find out plane. just how much next in Rant Revival. Yes, where we celebrate 25 years of Gordon 
going to prison. And that's all coming up here in just a moment. After right this. After but this. first, <laughs> live from Omni Las Galinas. Well, that song means that it is time for the Rant Revival. We do it every Thursday. Sometime between 4 and 5.30. 3 and 7. Can't get it too standardized now. It's tough. It's loose, like the show originally was. Very loose. So Gordon Keith is here. Yes, thank you. Here, meaning the Omni Las Colinas Hotel. Come join us. we got good stuff going on, good stuff to give away, good stuff to eat and drink. Right here in the heart of Las Colinas, overlooking Lake Carolyn. So 25 years ago, you and Greg Williams and Mike Reiner and Jeff Catlin, who is in the studio right now. Uh Uh-oh. Hardline 1.0. Yes, Hardline 1.0 made the infamous trip to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Do you guys remember what time of the year it was? Was it right about now? Right about now. Was it really? Was it cold? It was chilly. Like, I wasn't freezing cold like I think you all are about to experience, but we were wearing coats and long sleeves and sweatshirts and things. And are you? did you do the same thing? And I know things got you know sideways with the arrest and all, but did you guys go up there for a Friday, Monday show? I definitely, I think we may have done Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and came back before the game. Yeah, that's, I think he's right. I concur. And did you guys make it back on the flight that you were intended to be on? Oh, yeah. The arrest? Okay. The arrest happened on Friday. Yes. No, I don't think so. I think the arrest happened the first day. Ooh. And, and you came back on the air on Friday and told the story no, of thought, jail. I, then, what, yeah. but then we did a whole Saturday on on Saturday morning about it too on the rant 1.0. I we thought did. that was the first time we exposed it was that Saturday morning because Greg and Mike came over too. Boy, we should have huddled up on this one. Ah, boy, we should have because <laughs> I remember it as when it happened on the air. Um, I was arrested on the air, and then Mike and Greg, who were the hosts of the Hardline at the time, they. Just stopped talking about it and never referenced it again. Yeah, they yeah. were scared. Everybody we were hanging. all scared, so scared. Scared of what? That they'd all get fired. Yes, Corby. It was 1997. We had a program director that had just started two months ago, and nothing like this had ever happened. We'd only been on the radio station for three years. We were freaking out. I didn't think of it that way. I yeah, know. It says November 23rd, 1997. So... The Sunday yeah. before Thanksgiving, yep. I guess. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy Thanksgiving. I know. So bad. So do you remember this, both of you, like it was, can you picture everything like it was yesterday because it was such a significant moment in your life? Obviously, you know, it's the first time you've ever been arrested. Can you remember it like pictures, uh, like I remember crystal parts clear? of it very, very clear, uh, but it is kind of a, a collage of memories to me. You know, I remember the trip. I remember um, the dinner in Chicago the night before. Wasn't it Chicago? Yeah. Where we ate and we had spaghetti bolognese and that produced some bits. And then we had Neil from Sheboygan, who was a character I did in the car ride all the way up from Chicago. (laughs) Nacho Remnants Eating Man was born there. Remnants Eating Man was born there. Red Skies at Night guy. I was, I mean, my creativity (laughs) was just sizzling. 
<laughs> wow. So you guys are broadcasting right across the street from the actual stadium. Yeah, at a bar. Okay. Across the street from the stadium. And you take a, an early cell phone across the street, and you're just perusing Lambo. What yes. Outside first. So I think it hit around the 4 o'clock hour, Dallas. Well, I guess it's the same time zone. And Mike and Greg say, hey, well... Gordon, you know, let's do some bits. We'll get you out on the street. Take the, we called a bag phone. It was kind of a big, bulky cell phone. Take that and go over to Lambeau Field and just kind of see what's going on. And I remember it as being the Thursday before the game. Maybe it was the Friday before the game. But, so there wasn't much going on there. There were some production trucks that were sitting outside for the, uh, you know, for the network broadcast team and everything like that. But other than that, it was pretty dead over there. And I went up to a security person and said, hey, I'm with the radio. I'm just going to go in here and check things out real quick. And they let me in. So I always felt like I had a legal case here. Yeah. Because I asked, and on the air, you heard me tell this person that, and they waved me in. They said I could go in there. Who hasn't done that among us? Who hasn't done that? So yeah. I don't know exactly which clips you have, how much of this you have, Corby. I have... Uh, I have- Pretty much everything. So this is you. This is exactly what you're describing right now. Okay. I'm going to try another route here. Some 18 wheelers okay. unloading some equipment. Yeah, what is, that's good. Is, is that probably TV it? stuff. Yeah. What is it? Barrels of smoke? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's liquid smoke. They also export that as well. <laughs> you pause for a second. Yeah. Security. Okay. So that joke was that we go up there and it just seems like everything is smoking because yes. it's cold up there. <laughs> right. right. And I don't know whether everything's got a chimney to it or some <laughs> kind of so smelt. A lot plant. of paper mill type. Yeah. Smoke. It's just a bunch of depressing Chernobyl looking stuff <laughs> everywhere, which yeah. sets off the gray skies perfectly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> security guys in here. Oh, that's never a good sign. Walk right by. Gordo, use your Fargo accent. That way you'll oh, fit God, in. I just blew right by him. Did you? Yeah. Okay, are you inside the stadium yet? These are the broadcast trucks, right? Broadcast for the Fox. Is this the Fox broadcast trucks? All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's your sneaky way to get in, just acting like I'm part so, of the So, so far, team. these are just some people asking that I see. innocuous questions. Yeah, yeah, milling about there, and then I get to this. Ultimately, I'll get to a security person. I say I'm with the radio, and I need to go in here. So is this where the football stadium is, guys? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. right. is, this, is this where the game is going to be on yeah. Sunday? You guys sitting at the football stadium? Yeah, yeah okay, that's why. Right by way to go, Gordo. That's good. So you're in? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm in this uh, a certain part of it here. i got a few more security guards need to blow by. Okay, oh. very good. All right, this is great, the radio broadcast. I need to go in for about five minutes. I'll be right back out. Thank you very much. Okay. See there? There you go. Done and done. Permission. Perfectly legal. Permission. It's like a vampire entering your house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, good Lost Boys reference. I like it. So you wander in there, and Mm -hmm. you walk on the hallowed grounds of the actual field. Yes. Now, I want you to listen to this, because obviously I'm a a very young man here. You are. I have that kind of high-pitched voice, talking like this. Right. And... You hear these two older gentlemen completely grooming me on the radio, <laughs> directing me to do things that I'm not comfortable with. Yeah. Yes. But, hey, hey, Gordon, just go down here and do this. Hey, Gordon, just go over here and say this. Hey, Gordon, do this. Right, yeah. and you're trying to break into the industry. This is you are. I'm trying you're to break into the industry. Yeah. I'm new. Right. I'm trying to build my career, and I've right. got what is basically... Two metaphorical radio head pushers. 
All right. I'm trying to find a way down on the field while no one's here. You've got to get on the field. Yeah, but you don't understand. There's no Let me ask you this. Oh, wait, how, many, how many people can say that they were actually on the frozen tundra? Well, this is the thing. Okay, hold on. You know where they jump up into the stands down yes. here? Yeah. Yes. All right, that seems to be the most successful place. So I'm walking okay. down that way. Okay, okay. go down there. Jump on there. God, I'm freezing my nads off, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had to be cold if it was November 23rd. That's yeah. late in the season, man. And I remember game day was really cold. So if you guys are saying it wasn't that bad on, on that Friday, man, I remember by game day, they didn't want to be. The, the Cowboys didn't look like they were down for the, as cold as that game. Did you was. have a coat? Like a no. From what I remember, I was wearing like a uh, like a long knit. Sweatshirt, long sleeve no, shirt, yeah, with no coat or something. So yeah. nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, I'm almost to the end zone. Where okay, and just just kind of jump down there and then well, run out on the field. Oh my goodness! I'm going to get so arrested for this. Unbelievable! Oh. You will not be arrested. Right, stop oh, right there. Did you see how it was yeah. guaranteed yes. by an older gentleman? Yeah. Right. With no so much more influence and power, and he makes more money than I did, and it was just, I was basically an intern at this point. Horrible. You'll never get arrested. Is trespassing a crime up here? I'm now in the end zone at Lambeau Field. <laughs> All right. One small step for Gordo, one giant leap to the jail. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. This is where it's all going to take place, boys. Okay, now, now, now go over there to the you goal. Me, you want me to run a post pattern or anything? Uh, yeah, yeah, run a post pattern. Right? Now what I want you to do is reenact the Bart Starr quarterback sneak. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Where he followed Jerry Kramer into the end zone and just blew Jethro Pugh right off the ball. He wants you to reenact what took 22 men yeah. to execute. Yeah. Go ahead and reenact that. a very that. elaborate production you wanted me to put on. <laughs> Sounds great right, to me. For his pleasure. Out yeah. there, I will paint, now paint the picture. Okay. When you watch this game this weekend, look on TV. When you see that big G in the center of the field, I am on the crossbar of that G. I'm standing right there looking at the press box. Is anybody checking you out? Oh, yeah, there's a guy calling me over right now. I'm getting scared. Okay. So, here comes security. Yeah. And is it the same guy you deal with the entire time? Yes. And the stadium was completely empty. I mean, I'm the only one in there, and this one lone dude shows up in the middle of the stands coming out. Did you have your leather helmet on? I don't have a leather helmet on. Full uniform. No, I'm not in full It was 23 degrees that Sunday, by the way. 23 degrees. Oh, yeah. Kat, so... Do you remember the 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 context of like segments where was this all multiple segments? Yeah, this was largely contained in one, maybe two segments, and just a typical thing where we're just kind of seeing how far we can push it, and we're all scared but excited at the same time because again, three years into the radio station, this is all new. We've never done anything like this before, and we're trying to make something exciting happen for us first, and then you know for listeners too. So the guy comes on the field. To confront you. He starts calling me over. I think you'll hear. Okay. I, I start explaining that the guy's calling me over to him. Okay. Uh-oh. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the jig is up. <laughs> a, uh, oh, boy. about three guys over there. They probably watch me digging my heels into the... the really? Oh, okay. No. Ask him a few questions if he, if he busts you or anything just tell like him, that, okay? Just tell him right, you work well, for okay. Fox. Just tell him you work for Fox. Pause it for a second. So there's some of this audio that you, you didn't play. Obviously, we've got to... Con- contract yeah. this down but i was like running around out there for a while i was yelling out things that the guys yeah. would tell me to yell yeah. out 
Bart Starr wasn't that great, and I would yell it out. Jerry could, Kramer was offside. Jerry Kramer was yes. offside. Yeah. So you could hear it echo throughout Lambeau Field. It was yeah. pretty interesting. And uh, and I at the time, I didn't know how this guy became aware of me. I thought it was because I had yelled out there. He sees me. He then calls up a couple, a couple other guys that come out from the tunnel. But I mainly dealt with just this one dude okay. who calls me over. Okay. And it turns out that he is a guy named Jerry Perrin, who is the head of Lambeau Field Security. All right, so this wasn't like just some rinky-dink mall cop. No. This guy, okay. this guy oh. was a higher-up. All right. Work for Fox. Right. I'll say I'm John Madden's personal yeah, yeah. Tell him you work for Fox, Kevin Fox. <laughs> <laughs> border He was our border at the time. Underrated, underrated. Well, what's that guy doing? Handing up on a business. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta get up here. All right, seven after four here on What's that? Radio thirteen two. Yeah, get up, get up. Is it over here? You think I can do that? Look at me. Look how unathletic I am. <laughs> Trying to win them over. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is the best place here. But just jump up there, Gordo. I can't jump up there like that. Oh, here we go. He's trying to get me off the field and into the stand. Oh. What's happened? I got a prosthetic leg. It's hard for me to climb. Oh, <laughs> come on. Wrong then, wrong now. Just tell him that the security guard said you could come in there. Well, I've already told him that. I've already told him he's irate. This is a little okay. jump in time here. Probably of Irish descent. Do I have that right? What are you doing? Whoa. What are okay. you doing? Let me go right at him, huh? I have right. changed a lot in the last five years, and I don't think you guys are respecting that. We've also skipped ahead a little bit in time for the for the sake of this, and so there there was you know Gordon is trying to do his mind trick on him for a few minutes before we get to this point, and as typical with Gordo, it's not really working, and so he's pushing it and pushing it and pushing it to try to see what if he can make anything happen here. But if you oh, knew you're in trouble, why this guy was so pissed at me? Why this line? Okay, short is stocky it? fellow, probably of Irish descent. Do I have that right? Short, stocky fellow, probably of Irish descent. But I asked him, hey, do I, have, do that I right? have that right? Because I wanted to make right. sure I checked with him that I was getting his biographical material correct. <laughs> and he's like, geez, how do you know that? That's amazing. <laughs> All right, so this is when it's labeled Gordo security guard gets physical. Okay, so he calls me up in the stands he's saying come with me and he makes me follow him and he leads me into this office which was his office his security office and uh he is block he blocks the door so i can't get out of this now the whole time i'm on the air with the phone yeah and uh and he's blocking the door and then grego starts telling me hey just leave just walk right past him get out from under or get get away from him but the thing is, is he's blocking the door. So I ended up crawling between the guy's legs and out from under him as he's like in a figure X blocking the door. All you right. crawled yeah. between his legs. Yeah. Like a cartoon character. Yeah. The head of security me? at Lambeau Field. All right, here we go. Who's making fun of you? Jerry, nobody's making fun of you. Crank it up, Expo. Here, we come in here, and then all of a sudden, you're the one that's irate. I don't. I could care less. I'm not mad at you or making fun of you or think less of you as a human being <laughs> for causing this whole scene. I'm just saying, that, you know, I'm willing to sit here and go right now and let it be done. But you're wanting to cause a big scene, and well, then what's the story? Why do we still have to be here? Now, what, what, what's your objective? Let me ask you this: What is your objective? 
I don't think you're handling this very well at all. No. <laughs> so, so charming. Punch myself in the mouth. So combative. Mm. To cause a problem, right? It's to cause a problem. It's not to get anyone off the premises. It's to cause a problem. This is delicious. This is delicious. So why do you want to do that? That's my question to you. Gordo, Gordo, just walk. Just walk out of there, Gordo. Just walk out. Just say, "Hey, I'm leaving," right. and walk. And he can't assault you. He can't. Right. He can't physically hold you there. Right. All right. Jerry, come on. That's don't don't do. physically. Don't touch me. Nobody don't touch me. Touch you are touching me. There's no reason for that. There. What's he doing? Like grabbing your so, arm? So so yeah. My point to him is, what's your objective? It's if it's to get me off the premises, I'm leaving right now. Right. And then he's saying, no, now I want you here. I want you in he's the welcoming for, he's stalling of for Lambeau the Field. That's right. right. Yeah. Because he's wanting the police to get there. And so I'm trying to leave. And that's when he's trying to physically restrain me, which I don't know, and I don't know the law, if he can do that. Like, if you want to wait, someone to wait for the cops, yeah. can you physically restrain them? I don't know. I don't know if that's like citizen's arrest like or what. Ties. Yeah, maybe, yeah, zip ties. <laughs> There's no reason for that. Just don't touch me. Just don't touch wow. me. Nobody's touching you. Yes, you are. You're pushing me. You are now. Yeah, he's lying me. on that. You're he now was pushing touching me. me. I'm going back to our broadcast site. You can go about your business. There's no need for this. There's no need for this. Just keep on walking. So he's like walk pushing up against me. Come on. Come on. This is ridiculous. Talk to the police. They're here. Huh? Like talk to the now police. Like now you're pushing. All right. Now he's starting to get very physical. Very, oh, very physical. Mark Whoa. the tape. Mark. Mark, Mark the, the tape. tape. <laughs> Mark the tape. Getting very physical. All right. So no, he, we're marking the tape because we wouldn't be able to. We need to find this in some sort of. Yeah, this is going to be part of the evidence. trial. Yeah. This was all going to be part of me putting the system on trial. <laughs> do we want to carry this over? Uh, or do we got to end? No, I mean, we can we can do Great Fest tomorrow or it'll keep whatever. Okay. I mean, yeah. I. Yeah, we can. We can carry it over because and carry this over. Bang. Bang. Carry this over. I know. But I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear you get arrested, and then the follow up too. Because Kat, you've got a ton of things as far as what went on right when he got taken to jail, where you guys were in a full on panic, right? And I'll and tell he... you that next. Whoa! Professional. You might know. Hardline here, live at the Omni Las Colinas Hotel. Come check it out this holiday season. They got all sorts of great stuff going on. Including the very, very romantic, the igloos of Los Colinas, in which what is you, that again? you and your lover okay. can uh, have a uh, date, eat dinner, drinks inside an igloo overlooking Lake Carolyn, right in front of our face. Frozen, and, so, and they don't mind if you do it in Actual the igloo? igloo. That's not a copy point that they don't mind if you do it. I believe they give you your privacy, though. They do. Right. You have plenty of that. Plenty of privacy. Weren't we going to do that song at um, Ticket Stock or something one time and we, we bailed? We did do it at Summer Bash. Okay. I did it at Summer Bash. Did you do the whole thing by yourself? Uh-huh. Yes. Could you hit those notes? No. no. I can't hit any notes. No. I'm like the worst singer of all time. I have a range of two notes now. So that voice is Gordon Keith. Back at the station, Jeff Catlin. Uh, they're both joining us because it is the 25-year anniversary of Gordo getting arrested at Green Bay. And we've made it to the point in our presentation where... I'm being detained against my will 
by a gentleman who I do not believe has the authority to detain me, and so I am leaving his office. And he has detained you at, at Lambeau? At Lambeau. After you were on his, the field. In his security, executive security suite. Right. Like in the tunnels underneath the stadium? Yeah, there's uh, like a suite of offices down up in there, and he had like an old beaten down office. Did you see Reggie White? No, I didn't see Reggie White. In full uniform. Was he in was tossing he in his jersey to little kids who are giving him soda? That's mean right. Joe Green. That's mean uh, Joe Reggie White. Would, was so Reggie wasn't in his office next door? No. Okay. No. And so, copies. and so this guy is blocking the door from me leaving, and so I think you're about to play me getting out. Yeah, and, and he, then, he did say too, he mentioned the police. The police he said the police are on their way. Yes. And at that point are you because you know, on the air it's one thing to be like, Okay, you know, this is all fun and games. Are you kind of freaking out, though? Of course, yes. Like, this is a very nerve-wracking thing. Yes. And and to give you credit, you're doing your best to actually entertain and hold it together at the same time, and I think that's an incredibly difficult yeah, proposition for someone. It's a testament of what, what kind of a professional <laughs> Yeah, you are giving good play-by-play of, of your detainment yes. and subsequent <laughs> arrest. And you're a kid. I know. You know? I know. Thank you. As you, uh, as you try the Obi-Wan at Moss Eisley with the yeah, uh, guards. Yeah, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> All right, so let's listen to the, uh, to the end here. All right. There we go. What happened? Huh? There we go. What? What happened? Well, I just went on by him. Now we've got the sound of sirens out here. So have you found a way out yet? Working on it. <laughs> are the sirens for you? Oh, where are you? Yes. Where are you? So I, I'm now walking out in kind of the, I don't know what you'd call it, the concourse Yeah, area. the bowels, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and about to leave there, but I hear approaching sirens that are screaming towards Lambeau Field. And I'm walking, trying to get out of there as quickly as I can. Yeah. Do you think the is, Green is Bay Jerry... Police Department is super busy on a Thursday afternoon? No, at 4 no. o'clock. Is Jerry following you? Jerry Perrin, no. After I blew by him from in that office, uh, he I don't remember him following me at all. So you're turning around kind of looking, you know, you got your head on a swivel looking out yes. for anything and everything, okay? And no one is around at this time as you're, no one is around you just hear time. sirens. Hear sirens approaching, and then at some point I start hearing footfalls running up back behind me and i don't know if you play through to that point but that actually was a police officer i, I yeah, picture it like mayberry with every police cruiser yes. of the green bay police department fishtailing yeah. and screaming towards lambo and all the nose of all the cruisers meet at the exact same <laughs> in a semicircle around gordon you got to do some play-by-play here, Gordon. Well, I'm walking up under the bleachers right now, up under the stadium, you know, where they have the concession and all that business. Okay, right. well, you're about to be out of there. Yeah, you right? are about to be out of there, aren't right. you? Has the worst passed yet? Huh? Has the worst passed? I think so. Okay, well, then get out of there and That's get back over here. And Was he talking to somebody? What's that? All right, now, there was a guy that just grabbed me. A cop, right? All right, that's a cop. He grabbed me by the shirt and this tore the shirt. What are you doing with the phone? Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> That's the end of it. I think we got a mess on our hands now, don't we? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I hear the footfalls approaching from behind, and he's running full speed at me. He grabs me by the shoulder, you know, and pinches my, my shirt and spins me around, and my shirt rips at the uh, collar. 
and I'm then face-to-face with a cop. And he kind of looked like the, the cop from Terminator 2. You should have said that. Yeah. What are you, like, German what are you, or what something? Are you like, uh, yeah, you're, like, made of liquid metal or something. <laughs> I'm just trying to get your ancestry here, sir. Um, and uh, then he grabs the phone out of my hand, and he's fishing for the off button. Yeah. You know, of your hang giant on. 1997 phone. Huge. It was. It was huge. And it, it is like, funny to hear that disconnect of just, shh. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with the phone? Yeah. What is happening to my phone? What's going on? What are you doing, Dad? So, so Kat, we're... Where are you guys broadcasting? Are you at the stadium club or yeah, something? Yeah, we're at the stadium club, which is, I don't know, a quarter mile from the yeah. stadium. We can see the stadium. We're listening in. I'm egging Mike and Greg on to, to direct Gordo and to get all this, you know, the entire because Metroplex. Cat was the producer. Did we already say that part? Yeah. Cat produced the hard line at so, that time. So just like the rest of the Metroplex, we're all eavesdropping as this is happening live. And up until that point, yes, we're pushing it and we're trying to make it funny and we're seeing what we can get away with. But I think... For the most part, we didn't really think we were doing any serious harm up until when Gordon left and we hear the phone go dead. And at that point, I believe right after that, you know, we went immediately to break and we were really scared because we knew at that point Gordon was probably going to be arrested. And it fell to me to then, this is funny, go to the payphone and try to get some change together to call back to the radio station in Dallas to tell them what was going on. Oh, my God. And again, our program director at the time had been there about two months. He, yes. he didn't know hardly us from anybody. And I was filling in for you back at the Mothership Cat, and this was early days of the Internet, so I'm trying to search where in Green Bay do they take there's, there's the jail. inmates. Yeah. Yes. I had no idea you were back there as yeah. a tertiary part of this. Yeah. And so how far away was the jail cell or jail that they took you to was it 10 minutes so he hangs up the phone he grabs both my arms puts them behind my back and slaps cuffs on me wow that's hot and uh and then he starts walking me out to his patrol (sighs) car which is probably 50 yards away and the whole time of course i'm doing that what are you doing officer what is this (laughs) (laughs) what am i being charged with i don't understand what what are you here for are you here for the Uh. game sir Little Red so, Riding Hood. But then he, he gets me to the car, and uh, he, he starts giving me my Miranda rights. Yeah. And that's when it really sinks in. After the phone is hung up, I'm disconnected from anyone that I know, and I'm being read my Miranda rights with cuffs on behind my back. Wow. As he's, and then the literal head pushing starts as I'm being put in the back of a patrol car. With so, the rental car keys in your pocket. Yes, and I have the rental car keys that the Hardline and Catman needs in order to get back to the hotel or to even come pick me up at the jail. Yeah, that so was, what did y'all do, Jeff? So that was so we went to break. We start panicking. And as you mentioned before, we basically, this was a little after 4 o'clock, maybe 4.30, until 7 o'clock, we ignored it the entire Never time. Never said a word. We started talking about who's better, Emmett or Barry. Immediately. <laughs> they went straight to sports. Straight to sports. to have the audio of that, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly what they were sports. talking about. So, so, so meanwhile, as Gordon mentioned, we have no rental car. We have one cell phone. Gordon has it. He has the car keys. We're totally stranded. We have a pay phone. And, and I wasn't exaggerating about the change, but we also had a calling card so i'm calling back to the station <laughs> because we know so in ancient. order to bail him out we're going to need cash or money wired to the jail or to the bar to where we can get it and meanwhile we're asking everybody at the bar the waitresses and waiters the manager that helped us get set up there what to do and how to get to the jail and so after the show 
we pile in to some waitress's car. It's a Toyota Camry, and it's Grego and Mike and myself piled into that thing to go to the Brown County Jail to figure out how we can get Gordo out of there and how much it's going to cost. And I have no communication with We have zero know, communication. Just, all I know, I get stuffed into a jail cell. Do you remember your cellmate? Quincy was his name. And I, you know... Immediately, I'm trying to figure out how to survive in in prison. Of course, so you, I'm thinking: do I go up, up? Do I go up and punch him, or do I go up and offer him my body? Right. Just I don't pull know your pants which way down, to go. Yeah, over. Do you have to join a gang or anything? I thought about that. I, yeah. I tried to hur- hurry up and form a soccer team, break <laughs> right. my own leg. You met Stephen uh, Avery, but yeah. So so I yeah I met Stephen Avery. Got a Brendan poster. Uh, but, yeah, so Quincy is this guy who's in there with me. We're the only, only two. Okay. Yeah. And there were like four. It seemed like there were four cells, but they were all open. And that led into this common room, which had like a couple almost like picnic tables, metal picnic tables out there. And since there were only two of us, they just left all the jail cells open and just let us hang out in this common room. And so I'm trying to make conversation with Quincy, who's in there, too. And I asked him, I said, you know, because all I've seen is movies, right? Yeah. So I'm like, what you in for? You know, this is a jail. It's not really a prison. No. But, but I say, what you in for? Traffic tickets, yo. No. Huh. It's kind cool. of an is that Ron Dane? Quincy's joining us now. Voice. What's up? So I asked him, what are you in for? And he says, attempted murder. <laughs> You're like, same. And I said, same here. <laughs> I did. I said, same here. Because I could not tell him that I was, you know, I was doing a radio bit. <laughs> I ran a post with, pattern with two older sugar daddies. And... Yeah, I broke into Lambo Field. <laughs> in the old... so I, it was in there for hours, and it yeah. just felt like did the you time not spend the night? So slow there. It, no, it was it was hours because in the analog days, again, as Davey pointed out, very limited internet. There's no cell phones. We're calling back and forth between Dallas and Green Bay and the Brown County Jail to find out. We found out, I think it was 650 bucks to get Gordon out of there, and we needed it in cash. We don't have that kind of money. You can't use your credit card. And so the first call I had to make was back to the station to our boss, hat in hand, to say, hey, look, we're not sure, but we think Gordon's been arrested, and we're <laughs> going to need money, and how should we do this? We're really sorry and everything. And I was just... And, of course, Mike and Greg are distancing from this thing the entire time. Yeah, they're pretending like they had nothing to do they with it. They had nothing to yeah. do with it. I'm the one dealing with the bosses. Hey, Gordon, he went rogue, man. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and so then our boss in Dallas has to go to corporate and all up the chain. And so by the time we figure all this stuff out, it had been hours. It was it, like 9 o'clock at night at least. At least. At least. By the time we were there, I think Gordon had probably been in that jail for five or six hours by yeah. the time we got there and got him out. It was to the point where I was institutionalized. And, like, I, I didn't know how he I could came, get he came out tattoo. We went and yeah. picked him up, and he came the, out the looking like... The world was moving way too fast for me after <laughs> yes. I got out. He came out looking like Randall P. McMurphy after he had been in the back room there during One Flew Over the Cuckoo's <laughs> Nest. We were extremely scared. Did they give you food? Do you remember? No. They no, didn't. No, there was no food. It no. was dinner time. No, no tray no, under the no door? No tray under the door, nothing. <laughs> did, I, you, did you get deloused? Did no. They, and in the meantime, to to the hole. cavity search. So five hours or so and you, nothing. You don't know anything about nothing. I'm, I don't know whether they're going to show up that night. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether I'm there overnight. Nothing. I guess they didn't give you a phone call, or if you did, I maybe you called back to the state. I don't remember that. I Well, no, I remember trying to call back to the state when I finally, I think this is what I remember, okay? Is that when it was time, when I finally got my phone call, I realized I don't know any number to call. 
Yeah. 787-1310. Did you think about calling that was your the only, parents? And they were all busy. It's like they were, <laughs> what? Did you think about calling your dad? I'm wondering if I did end up calling him. I don't know. But I remember I tried to call the station... Uh, you know, You're on the two-minute drill. Go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, Gordon. Yeah, hey, listen, could you guys get out of here? Your time is up. Did oh, start it with, like, I yeah, think that. Didn't follow the rules. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I was scared. And then I got mugshotted, fingerprinted. And didn't the mugshot show up in the paper? Yeah, it got printed in yeah. the local paper, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, and there were a couple news stations up there who came and interviewed me. Uh, afterwards, the Dallas Shock. Like, I guess that would explain yeah, that's what it they was called Thursday. me. They did. They called me a Dallas Shock Jock. Now that you say that, I remember that, and so that does mean that was probably Thursday, the first day, and then on Friday you did that, and we probably talked about it on Friday, and then again on Saturday morning. Yeah. Because at that point we realized we had something. Just when it was happening, because we realized we weren't in probably serious trouble. And how frustrating for listeners to be listening to this whole soap opera happening, and then all of a sudden it's, uh oh, we've done it now. And then they come back and they talked Rangers for two hours. And no <laughs> reference is made to what people have just heard. So here's the kicker. Rangers. Do you know how I got busted being on the field? It wasn't because I yelled out, Bart Starr is not that great. Yeah, I, I, you've told me this, but t- it's crazy. It was a P1 who listened to the station, listened to the show every day, but was a huge Packers fan. And he was offended that we were doing this. So he, from Dallas called Green Bay's, he found the number for the Green Bay security office, Jerry Perrin's office, called and Perrin answered the phone. He said, hey, you need to get down to the field right now. There's a guy running around on the field. Is that not unbelievable? It was a listener who turned me in that's, all the way from Dallas. That sounds like a cheesehead doing his duty. <laughs> so did oh, you? Bob, see, he agrees yeah. with it. Yeah, it was Bob. Uh-huh. Did you oh, have to yeah. go to court or anything? I wanted to. I, th- I thought... That we should make like a whole production of this. I remember this too. About the big return to Green Bay. We all come up here. We're all dressing You're wearing our fur, suits. fur coat. Yeah, we're wearing the fur coat. <laughs> we could recreate the whole Michael Irvin thing. And, uh, and that we should go up and make a mockery of this whole trial. Because I wanted to put the system on trial. And talk about the mystery. <laughs> the yeah. system. Yeah. And, and the company was going to have none of that. They, yeah, the company was like, we yeah. don't want any more entanglements with the, the, any of this. Right. The company basically said, we got great publicity. Nothing serious happened. It cost us 650 bucks to get out from under this. The last thing we're going to do is spend a bunch of money to send you yahoos back to Green Bay to try to you know, get out of this thing. But meanwhile, I think that I thought I had a case. I think I you did, I thought I could too. have gotten out of it, and it could have been great radio, and I wish we had pursued it. Did you have to pay the company back the $650 or whatever? Know. Do you remember? I don't what think I remember, so. Grego paid that money. Like, Grego was the one who actually got the money, and I guess he expensed it. <laughs> I, I do know that it was paid somehow, but that was a big, that was a lot of these phone calls back and forth was, how are we going to get the money? How are we going to wire it? Is someone, is Grego going to get money from the bar? We just had no idea. <laughs> God, and we somehow man. scraped it together. And somehow, if you'd have told me then that I would not be arrested for the next 25 years, I would have disagreed with you. Yeah. Well, this is a humble brag. Yeah. You haven't been arrested since, huh? I have not. I'm the, well, Corby, you've been arrested a couple times, haven't you? Yeah. I ran an illegal gambling ring one time. That's that was right. part of it. You got busted at an illegal gambling ring. Yeah. And the oh, other one was, oh, dear. And the other one was something bad that you refused to talk about. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Bob, you've never been arrested? I have not. I look forward to it, though. Davey, you and I almost got arrested one night. Remember when 
We were out back behind your oh, jeep, and the cops were. Yeah, well, you you were acting all weird because you had like a police scanner, and you were cramming it under the passenger seat, and he thought it was a weapon. Uh, yeah, that's right. Moose is mad. So blasted. Yeah. So the cop was a. Uh, Please put your hands where we can see him. God. What officer? I'm just hiding the scanner. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to you and your fellow officers. So that's the story of when I was arrested in Green Bay. Well, happy twenty five. Thank you, Gordon. Yay, Hardline. Thanks, Cat. Yeah, you thank you. Thank Appreciate you. Try not to get arrested this weekend. No, I, I'll, I'll try. All right, Daryl Johnston next.